It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hugh Freeze's presser on Monday actually meant something, and it kind of told us we weren't too far off. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us as he does every single Tuesday, because it's a Charlie Tuesday. We're joined by Auburn message board legend, the Charlie Five. And look, Hugh Freeze's Monday's pressers up to this point, they've been pretty routine. What we saw yesterday was I think a breath of fresh air. And we've talked about how candid he is, how open he is, and how he truly answers questions. And I think him coming out yesterday saying, yes, the offense stunk, it wasn't very good, and talking about all the issues with the offensive game plan and admitting, hey, we wanted to run the football against Cal, and we weren't able to. And I think it just kind of shows like we're not too far off about what our thoughts on this team actually are, Charlie Five. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he – a lot of people I've been hearing like think that Hugh's got this idea, like this grand idea of like all these different things he wants to do. And like I think it's pretty simple. I think it's pretty simple. Yeah. We don't quite know uh, – we got a whole bunch of new guys. We don't quite know 100% where we are. And you kind of felt like maybe you could go in there a little – maybe a little bit overconfident and could just run the ball down their throat. Uh, and it didn't work. They loaded right. They loaded the box, and now you kind of have to you, – you, but the good news is now you know – you kind of know where you are now. Like, you know you, – you, there's, there's no surprise. There's no surprise, and we had this tough road test. We came out with a win, and, and he basically said we flat out sucked, basically. You know, you know um, uh, and I, I, I like that. I like that. I, I don't like coach speak. I like it when you just come out and say it, and then he definitely came out and said it. Yeah, it wasn't something, yeah, we're just going to get back in there and work harder this week. It was, a yes, what we did on Saturday wasn't good enough. And we are desperately, desperately trying to fix that and make sure that it doesn't happen again. He talked about accountability of the coaching staff and how everybody in the room has an assistant. You need to use them, rely on the GA, go to all these people. You know, he needs to be going to his coordinators. Coordinators need to be going to these assistants. And I think that's good. I think it's exactly what this needs because we like the staff. This staff is good enough to put together a good game plan. Sure. But but I do think there is some concern with, with the honesty of, not concerned with the honesty, but the fact that, okay, you thought you could run the football, then you didn't. And it's clear, right? I mean, Daryl and I talked about this in the post-game show that we did. They ran it the first two plays with Jarquez. It was a third and medium. Peyton gave it away. You get the ball back. They run it two more times. Third and medium. They don't convert. And then they kind of panic. They throw Robbie in to run. And it's like, okay, yeah, we're not going to be able to run the ball. And then, like, they didn't really have a backup plan. Yeah. I can't imagine they're in that situation again this year. No, I can't, I can't either. I, I, again, I, I said it earlier. Is It was a case of we we were a little bit overconfident, maybe not 100% knew what we had in the running game. And you go out there and, and you go, you want to feed Jarquez because it's, it's his first game back. And He's so, hungry. He's hungry. If we give him for the first two carries, he's probably going to bust one. But they were bound and determined to not let us run the ball. They were daring us 
to throw the ball. And I don't know if uh, – I don't know how hard it is to just, like, adjust and, and throw in a whole new game plan, like, mid-game. Like mid game. I, I, maybe I, it's it's it looks – Well, you prepare it, for – you have to prepare for that. Sure. It's like, if this doesn't work, what are we going to do? And it didn't really seem like they did that. And we've talked yeah. about this with Hugh Freeze, with halftime adjustments. And there really wasn't any halftime adjustments offensively that I could tell. They had a great drive where they let Peyton actually like throw the football consistently, and Rivaldo uh, was able to actually make plays. And we haven't really seen these pass catchers be put in situations to make plays. And we'll talk about the pass catchers in a second. But the lack of adjustments is kind of concerning because I don't think they put themselves in a situation to do that because I think they were so set on their ability to run the ball. And I'm with them. I thought they were going to be able to run the ball too. And that's fine that you can go in there with that. But you've got to have that backup plan. And I think uh, I don't think they'll be that ill prepared for a game again this season. I'm calling it. I could not have been more wrong either about how the way that game played out. Like sure. I, I said, pound the over. I didn't think either one of us could stop either one of us, and it turned out to be the complete the complete opposite. So again, uh, I don't know. I don't think that we're gonna see a. Um, I'm I'm hoping we go go ahead and air it out a little bit against Sanford and, and spread the ball around and and get some sustained drives and then if you need to punch one in and, and we can sub in the package and I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, I, hope, I hope to see that, but like um, I, I just I don't know that you, I think we learned a ton. I think we learned a ton Saturday, and I'm hoping moving forward that you take a lot of that and you're able to sort of build. I mean, you got to really think about this. You're talking brand new offense, brand new quarterback, brand new receivers, uh, several. I mean, offensive. I hate. I hate this argument that you're making right here. Why, I hate why is that? it. Why? Why? Because then you you turn on and watch Colorado, and this doesn't happen. They've got more new players. They do. They have a. T- they have a ton of players. You're. You're right. I, now their quarterback went through spring with them. That's sure. the biggest difference. He sure, brought but. a lot of players that have played together too. That's so that that's that's another thing. So a Good lot point. of players came that have played together. So uh, again, you had you had guys that came in in the summer, not in in December. I understand. You had starters yeah, I that it. came in uh, before you could even have actual practices. So there is there but, is. But a I think, bit. I, I'm sorry, but th- that argument is more about the players. I don't think the players were the issue Saturday night. Well, see, that's I think we possibly that's where we may differ, and, sure. and I think I think you're seeing it in the next thing we're going to talk about: wide receiver targets, things like that. Guys that we brought in that we thought may be be your guy, your quarterback. That you know the the everything that goes along with that coming in in the summer. Um, I, I it definitely it it definitely plays in plays. So in. you think it was more execution than game plan? No, I think it's both. I think it's both. I think okay. you had a you had a perfect back shoulder fade thrown to Amari Kelly, uh, who hit him right in the hands and he dropped it. Like that that's a first down. But, but yeah. I would argue that shouldn't have gone to Amari Kelly. I, I would argue that too. I I, I mean okay. I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. But like again, it just there I think there's a little bit of I think it's a little bit of it all. I think it's execution and and game planning. I don't like running it twice to start the game. Uh, and then putting Peyton in, uh, you know, to g- come save us on on third and long, or or you know, there's a lot of stuff that that I didn't like. I think we kind of got a little panicky, uh, and I agree with that. We couldn't yeah. really reel it in. I agree with that, especially with the quarterback rotation. We'll touch on that in a little bit as well. Uh, another thing 
from the presser that, that I thought was interesting is, you know, he kind of dug his heels in and said, Robbie is going to have a package. Robbie gets touches. And I mean, that's been a big talking point, right? And it'll continue to be, I think, unless one of them just turns into a superstar this year. I don't think this conversation is going to go away. Um, but yeah, he kind of dug his heels in the ground and said, no, Robbie, the, the package for Robbie is going to stay. And I'm still in a situation where if you use it like you did against UMass, I'm fine with it. If he's red zone Robbie or short yardage Robbie, I'm all about it. But sure. I don't think you can like bring him in for three or four plays to just get the like to to jolt the offense when you can't run the ball. I, mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think it helped Robbie. I don't think it helped Peyton. I don't think it helped the Auburn offense the way that that was the way that that was utilized Saturday night. Sure, and then you get into a and then when you you get into a situation where um, with Peyton, it's like the chicken or the egg uh, argument is Peyton out of rhythm because we're uh, sure. swapping in and out or are we, are we swapping in and out? Cause Peyton's out of rhythm. Like we don't know which one it is. I've, it never works. I said it, I said it to start the thing. When you, if you want to go like specialize, if it's specialized, we're yes. skipping, we're skipping a, a section, but I'm going to go ahead and pound it right now. Go ahead. You're skip, it. If you're, I want Robbie to touch the ball. Robbie is the most electric athlete on our offense, period. Okay, there's not a wide receiver. There's not a running back. Maybe, maybe Cobb has a little bit of that explosiveness that that he does there. But there's nobody. Close. We're splitting hairs here. Robbie's yeah. very dynamic. No question. Yeah, exactly. You got to figure out how to get in the ball. Like I, I, I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. It can't yeah. be on first and ten uh, on on your own forty in the middle of a drive. Like that can't that that can't work. It's it's not going to work. And then it, you go, you run two times, and uh, it's third and eight. Then you throw a, the th the passing quarterback out there to throw when everybody knows he's going to throw. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. Again, I, I just I think they panicked. They want to get Robbie touches, and the, the guy it's got to be better. It's got to be better. Yeah, I don't think you need to go out of your way to get Robbie's touches. The situations will come up on their own exactly. if you run exactly. the offense and get into the red zone, and then it's like, okay, Robbie, come come pound this in, but. That's not really what we saw on yep. uh, on Saturday. So the wide receiver targets and the wide receiver receptions concerning to me. Yep. And I think it's a very easy fix. We'll discuss that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Active Wealth Management. Do you like money, Charlie Five? I love money. Do you love investing, Charlie Five? I love that as well. I love uh, Yeah, it's even better when other people do it for you. And... Yeah. You know, things can happen. He's given away his free book, our friend at uh, Active Wealth Management. His name is Fort Stokes. We love him dearly. He's also given, yeah, free book, annuity360.net. I'm holding it. I love it. It is what it is. Uh, you can also go to activewealth.com to see all the different kind of things that they can uh, they can do for you, whether it's, you know, estate planning or investments or retirement or annuities, whatever it may be. Be sure to check that out. Get that free book, annuity360.net. Charlie five quick thoughts on this go. You can't, I can't learn enough about annuities. Tell me, give me a, uh, uh, let me watch uh, Auburn football highlights and give me an, a book on annuities and I'm a happy guy. Uh, I think those are the two things Auburn wins and annuities. And uh, they definitely overlap for sure. Annuity360.net for the free book. Be sure to check it out. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at game time. Charlie five. Can you imagine buying a ticket anywhere else? absolutely not no way no way i've bought several tickets now through the game time app of course 
Download on your phone's uh, app store. It's great. And it's like you're you're sitting in your seat when you are looking at the tickets. You get a vantage yeah. point of the field. And I think it's great. I think it's awesome. It's like, oh, this is a little too far in the corner. I want to scoot one section over. It's only like $10 more. It's totally worth it. You can do that with Game Time. So uh, be sure to use the Game Time app. Download it. Create an account. Use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Can you imagine spending full price for a ticket? If you're a first time user of Game Time, no, nope. can't. Dumb. Don't do can't. it. Can't. Don't be like me. Actually, remember to use the promo code the first time you use it. <laughs> uh, terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Charlie Five. I think when you look at the target disparity, the market share of the who is being targeted. It's not the wide receivers. And what did we talk about the strength of what this wide receiver room should be, could be throughout all of fall camp? Spread it out. Spread it Spread out. Spread the love. Make them cover everybody. We're Deep not room. really seeing that. We're <laughs> yeah. not really not really seeing that. In fact, Hugh Freeze's presser yesterday talked about five and six. Jay Fair, Javaris Johnson. So the way the targets fell Saturday night, four went to Rivaldo Fairweather, four went to Jay Fair, Two went to Damari, two went to Javarius Johnson, and two to Jarquez. And then Jair Shorter and Amari Kelly both got one. Neither of them caught the ball. Those thrown their way. And for some reason, I didn't know this, but for some reason, Hooks is not being credited for the target, even though it hit his hands and it bounced off of him. I don't really know the rule on that. Is that because... Is it not a target if it's intercepted? I, I I don't know why that would be the case, but somebody knows why that is. I'd like to know. But um, I was asked about that on a radio hit yesterday, and I didn't know the answer. Or did somebody just mess up? Did somebody just mess I up? Think it's probably somebody just messed up. Pretty sure. big play to mess up, but whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, sure. So, but of all of these, you had three receptions by wide receivers. Mm. Jay Fair had two on four targets. Javaris Johnson had one reception on two targets. And like we said, Jair Shorter and Mari Kelly did not catch their intended pass. And we'll we'll put Shane Hooks in there as well. He obviously did not catch his either. It doesn't feel like they were really trying to get any other receivers involved. Are you concerned about this at all? Because I think it's easy to fix this. I think game plan can work this out in, in just a week. Look, I, I I think I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm with you a little bit. Okay. I, I I'm with you that I think the game yeah. plan has a lot to do with it. I think scripted, easy, quick passes, things like that. You can spread the ball around and then kind of get get an idea. If that's if if that is your game plan. But that was not what our game plan was. And so then, you know, I again I keep going back to to being a little bit of panicky. But on the on the flip side, I don't know that we're as uh, I don't want to say talented. I don't know that we're quite as as deep and as ready as we thought we were going to be in the wide receiver room, especially on the outside. Sure. Uh, the two guys on the inside, like he said, six and five, those dudes can play. They get open. They get separation. Um, I love that crossing. I love that the crossing route we ran on Jay Fair's touchdown. I don't know yeah. why we never went back to it. Um, stuff like that is great. Uh, but for whatever reason, I, I'm not I, I'm not sure that we're getting the separation that we need on the outside from from a hooks from a sh uh, shorter shorter looks like he has two guys on him every time the the cameras on him, uh, and it's because he, I, I just I don't, I'm not sure that 
either the the game plan or him himself just can't seem to get much much separation. Uh, but yeah, I, I you know we kind of bragged and we felt like we really flipped that room, and I'm still not 100 percent sure that we have now. Now maybe maybe again maybe game planning changes that, uh, but. I, I don't know. I, I'm sort of. I'm still sort of. The jury's still out for me on, on the on the receiver room, the additions, who we have here, uh, and, and you know the actual overall talent in that room moving forward. I'm just going to ask the question. There's actually a few questions I'm going to ask you. The first is still on the receivers. Nick Marner was with the ones every time we got a chance to watch practice, and he yep. hasn't been there. True. Did they expect him to be a bigger part of this receiving game than we realize? I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm just asking the question. I mean, it's it's got to be a fact, at least a factor. Uh, I'm like you said, he's with the ones the whole time. And he then, got a ton of reps. He was the first to go through drills. A lot of the practices we were able to see. I mean, he was he seemed to be a leader in that room. Sure, I, I'm I'm with you. I, just I asking the question. Just asking the question. It's, it's a fair question. As far as is it a J fair question? I'm so totally. sorry. As far as play calling goes. Yep. Hugh Free said at his presser yesterday, he called three of the plays. One of those was that sweet, sweet, beautiful fade that went for a touchdown by Rivaldo Fairweather from Peyton Thorne. Oh, boy. Do, do you think we see more play calls by Hugh Freeze? Or do you think he so believes in his guys, he's going to say, no, we're just going to change our approach. We're going to change how we game plan and maybe the communication, and we'll see what happens. Because if you do this again against Texas A&M, like, you lose in College Station. Oh, you're gonna have yeah, you're gonna have a lot of problems. It'd be bad. Yeah. Look, I I I had this thought and I, I discussed it with a couple of friends during the game. Uh and you know, I Cole Pinkston kind of hinted on it too. Um, I love and, Cole Pinkston. And then, and I then love Hugh, him. Uh, for, with on three, and then Hugh said some things in the press conference that led me to believe is a little bit of confirmation on this. Look, Hugh wanted has has tried to kickstart this recruiting. He hired uh dudes. On both sides of the ball, shout out to Ron Roberts, who's a freaking stud. Stud. And then, and then he hired Philip Montgomery, um, and he sort of stepped back. And I think he said in his press conference he was going to spend a little bit more time in offensive meetings. Um, the quarterback rotation is not what he expected. Uh, stuff like that, and it's like, okay, maybe uh, you know, Hughes off. He's ne he's never not called plays. I'm not saying that I want him to call plays, but I definitely want him you know, to be more involved. So if, if, if there's another Cal incident, I want him to call plays. Oh, sure. I mean, you got, you, you got, you have to, at that point in time, you have to, and, and you know, all we have to, all, we know he likes fades. I want him in there. You know what I mean? He, you know, he yeah. wants to throw a fade on the five. Uh, sorry. That probably hurts. Uh, that probably hurts. Um, what's his Thomas Dickey. Is that, is that his shout out? She comments out. on the YouTube videos. Yes. Yeah. He hates fades. Uh, and I'm, I know he was, he was sick. Uh, uh, he was sick late uh, Sunday morning, but um, no, I mean, if it, I, well, I, again, it, the, 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 I, I wonder if some, him just sort of being that CEO and getting disconnected from the offense. I, I wonder if you're going to start seeing a little bit of a change there and him being more involved. Hopefully that yields a lot more explosion. I want some explosion, please. Why can't Auburn have a 3000 yard passer? That's, that's just blows my mind. Like now, Thorne's gonna have to throw for like 400 yards a game to get to get there. He's it, way it's by, tough. Yeah, he's it'd way be tough. the eight ball. I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. I want to see us light the scoreboard up. Like let's I just think he's it. last of all the 14 starters in the SEC in passing yards. I think totally. 
Totally. Now, so. again, I wonder where he is on attempts too. Probably on it's probably on, lower. Yeah, probably, probably lower. On the low end too. So uh, and and his like his percentage is fine. His percentage is like yeah, you know, with all the other ones. Percent, yeah. I think it's sixty one right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is fine and good enough to to win. The numbers on third down are pretty solid too. I saw some. I think Stat Tiger tweeted that out. It's like his passer rating on third down against Cal is way better than his passer rating on third down against UMass. So it's just I don't think he's really been given the opportunity to do it because. It's like once they opened it up and let him throw it consistently, you know, he was four for four with a touchdown pass. And that uh, was with two sacks. That was with two sacks on that drive. Like a lot of dudes would wilt. You know what I mean? He got sacked immediately and then come, came in on third and 17 and hit Rivaldo with that back shoulder, which Rivaldo made an unbelievable catch. Yeah. To me, the back shoulder catches are, are – all of them are unbelievable catches, but that one in particular was great. So – so yeah, I, I'm hoping he can just come out and let it rip. Like I feel like you got to have that. I, I'll, I'm fine with some red zone stuff, but I feel like you just got to give him the ball and let him go and let him figure it out and win or lose with with. It, I said it. I said it Saturday night. You got to pick one and win or lose with them. Like mm-hmm. you, you got to just go with it. Like a hundred percent. And I'm hoping we. See, I'm hoping we see that. So in a second, we'll we'll talk about Sanford. Can we learn anything from this Saturday's game? I think there's a few things. I don't think there's a lot. But before we do that, I want to ask you a very important question. Yes. That the Auburn fan base is dying to know. And that question coming up in just a moment. Right here uh-huh. on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. You get ready for the NFL season. They've got incredible offers with America's number one sports book. New customers can bet $5. And they get $200 back in bonus bets. Guaranteed, plus all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That $5, you can turn into like $300. Just saying, pretty good deal. So it's the best time to join FanDuel. The app's super easy to use. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Charlie Five, my question to you. When Peyton Thorne threw the fade to Rivaldo Fairweather, boy, all of Auburn Twitter was then focused on one person. And it wasn't Rivaldo Fairweather or no. Peyton Thorne. It was Charlie Five. It oh, was man. you. And so Can I you- want you, in as much detail as you feel comfortable giving, <laughs> describe that moment for you. And just the level of euphoria that you went through. Let me tell you what. If it was not – the only downside is that it happened at like 1.30 in the morning. That's the, on, that's the only downside, and I was struggling. I was struggling. Sure. But, uh, but when you have two worlds collide like that, you have, you have A, the fade in general – I'll take a fade to uh, a backup. I'll take a fade to a walk-on. You know what I mean? And then and then it's to, you know, my one true love on this whole team, Rivaldo Fairweather, uh-huh. and he absolutely 
mosses that child like it's like it was not even that hard. Like he didn't even really have to jump. He just was like up there and I'm better than you. And here I got it. Like the 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 elation that that I felt like I, I can't even imagine. I, I can't even I can't even I can't really even put it to words. And then to have everybody kind of give me the little head nod on Twitter. That was, that was absolute. My, I said, Twitter is melting right now. It's absolutely, that was, that was, that was even, even better. That made it even sweeter. But uh, I can, I mean, imagine two of your dreams combining at one time, like one moment in time, like, Oh, how, I get it. I get it. Feel. Yeah. When new England signed Cam Newton, I will always remember what that felt like. I always <laughs> will. Um, I feel like this is similar. So congratulations. Yeah. yeah. So many people were tweeting at you and I'm like, I didn't even know this person listened to the show. Like that's incredible. So yeah. uh, very cool. Congratulations. Not to Rivaldo, but I to feel you like I called the pass. I, I feel like I had a part in that. Like I, I maybe he remembered an episode. I, mm -hmm. Surely that he was a big that, fan of the show. He loves Charlie fan. Tuesdays. And yeah. he's like, Oh wait, we're inside the 10. I can throw at least one fade. This and now we got, know he called that play too. So he said, Philip, hold on. Hold on, Philip, with one L. He said, I remember. This message can... board legend guy said we should throw a fade here. So please, let's just do it. Let's just let's do just it three do it. times. <laughs> let's see what happens. But we only need to do it once. So how great Holy. is that? Exactly. We're one for one inside the 10. What do you think you influence more? The <laughs> touchdown fade, the Rivaldo Fairweather, or Eugene Asante buttoning its top button? Oh, man. Um. Gosh, that's like I mean, two really influential moments from you. That's like picking a favorite child. I mean, I, I don't know how I don't know how to do that. I think I still I got to go with the fade just because of all like all the everything coming together in one explosion of emotion. So, yeah, the, the top button is pretty sweet, though. Uh, uh, just real quick. What can we learn from the Sanford game this weekend outside of communication? Uh, I don't know if there's a whole lot, honestly. I the only thing I think you can I think you can learn if if you see a I think if you see a little bit of change in uh, maybe we start to try to develop an identity maybe you can maybe you I like that. a little bit more run play action a little not not just this vanilla try to pound people out like I I would love to see some some deep balls early, some throws over the middle, stuff like that. Like we're trying to start to kind of build an identity. I like uh, that. I think, I think you can do that against Sanford. And and I think you really need to, because you got to have an idea of where you can be good, at, at, especially when you go on the road uh, at Texas a who I think is very beatable. Me too. Uh, but you got to be able to throw the ball. Van Dyke threw it all over him. Yes. Threw like a million yards. He's not even that. I mean, I don't even think he's that great of a, a quarterback, but he just lit him up. Like, sure. That's, it's, it's there. It's there. So I'm with you. Yeah. And so maybe we see some of that. Then the other side of the coin is do you not do that and try to catch AM off guard? Who knows? Who knows? We'll discuss that more yeah. on tomorrow's show. Charlie Five, how can people check out everything you've got going on, including um, giving you love? Yep. tweeting at you about fade routes and how could people uh, button their top button? Absolutely. So you button your top button just by literally buttoning your top button. It's pretty simple. Got it. Most people stop before that. That's a good tip. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five in the locked on Auburn discord every single day, auburnlive.com, the corner message board or weekly ad pod golf pod.
Your internet made it so close. We almost made it all the way through. Uh, the Be it a Locked on Auburn insider by clicking the link in the episode description down below. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 